gifts. Peter talks about the spiritual gifts in 1 Peter 4, Romans 12. So uh, the big idea is that if you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit is in you, uh, you have not only been given a power within you where God can communicate with you, where, where when you read the Bible, you just it comes alive. Um, and not only is God growing character, character in you, like your spirit filled, you have spiritual fruit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all that. Um, all, someone say self-control, self-control. Okay, said it. Um, and, and spiritual disciplines where we get to have a new relationship with God, where, where we get to know him more through spiritual disciplines. We're also given uh, by the spirit, spiritual gifts. And now really important as we continue our series, spiritual gifts um, are divine uh, uh, abilities that God gifts you for one purpose. And here's the purpose, it's to strengthen others to build up other people in their faith. Spiritual gifts are given so that when you're using them, other people feel profound awareness of Jesus. Like he's here right now. Like I want more of him. Like they, they will go like, he's here. Like, how did you know that I needed that encouragement or, or the way you cleaned up there or the way you organized this? I just feel like, like God is working in this and I feel built up. I feel encouraged. I feel exhorted. So spiritual gifts are gifts that are given for us to use for other people. That's super important because when we talk about spiritual gifts, we're not talking about like Myers-Briggs or Enneagrams or anything like that. Spiritual gifts, really, really key here, is not who you are, meaning, you know, your personality, how God's wired you with natural gifts or acquired gifts. Um, you could be naturally you know, lean towards this and God give you a spiritual gift to something you're not naturally leaning in towards. So gifts are not your identity. Identity is something God gives you when you become a Christian, that you're a child of God, you're a new creation. That's your identity. Spiritual gifts are again, graces that when all of a sudden you're going to love other believers, God works in frequent power in, in great ways. And you go, I don't know how that happened, but I found spiritual joy and they got built up. Does that make sense? We'll keep saying the same things over and over. Okay, we did seven of the spiritual gifts last week. We're gonna do seven more this week, seven more next week. And then we're gonna pick it up in our series uh, going verse by verse through 1 Corinthians 12 to 14. So that's where we're going. We're gonna pray. So we have seven more today, uh, like we did last week. I want you to pray. So you're gonna pray. I'm gonna give you a minute to pray before I pray. And you're gonna pray two things, okay? Uh, number one, you wanna ask the Holy Spirit, as we're listening to these spiritual gifts and we're learning from your word, if I have one of these gifts, Holy Spirit, will you just, will you just confirm it? Will you show me? Will you reveal that to me? Uh, will you unleash this in me? And, and you know what? Other people around you might point at you. That's encouraging. Be like, this is you. Or, like, or you know, like they'll give you the nudge if this is your spiritual gift. And enjoy that. Be like, okay, this is affirmed by other people. One way you know you have spiritual gifts is others will go, hey, when you did that, I was, God really worked. And you'll be like, oh, that's so cool. Okay, the second, so you're gonna pray, God, if this is here. Uh, the second thing I want you to pray um, is, is that he would, he would give you his heart and love for all the spiritual gifts. Because one of the things that 1 Corinthians 12 to 14 is really clear on is that his glory is manifest most powerfully in the church in the diversity of gifts. And so we, as a church body, we're to go, this is so cool. Like this reflects God's wisdom. This reflects God's power, his love. So as we study these gifts today, even if they may not be one of your gifts, be excited. Be like, this is in and at the shore church. Like I wanna experience that. So, so that's what you're praying, okay? So I'm gonna give you a minute to pray. Um, if this is my gift, show me and help me be excited about this entire sermon, okay? Cool. That's a good prayer, by the way, for any sermon but uh, I'm gonna give you a minute and then I will pray. Father, I <clears throat> just want to ask that you, you would give us a sense of the reality of what you're doing. Uh, Lord, almost like help us peek behind the veil of the truth that the kingdom of God is here and breaking in in greater ways in our lives, that we don't exist for ourselves or the things of this world, but for you and this kingdom of, of God. 
And that's real. Like, I just, I think that, like, even knowing that the spiritual gifts themselves will cease when, when you return or we get to heaven or resurrection, because we won't need them, because the kingdom of God would have been fully complete, everyone healed in relationship with you, and all the things that we see manifesting through one another in the gifts, they're, they're for this kingdom of God breaking in. And I, I just, I, I, pray, I pray that first the reality of the wastedness of our lives would convict us this morning and that you would just, you would build us up to think about Christ and, and others and our neighbors and maybe why we are where we are for your purposes. And I just, I pray for that. I pray as we study these gifts, as we also prayed that Holy Spirit, I know that you don't want us to be unaware. And so I pray that you would, you would help us be aware and celebrate the diversity of gifts. And I pray that you would manifest those gifts in great ways this morning. Father, I pray for that. That'd be awesome. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would use me to teach in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So if you remember from last week, uh, those pastors and scholars who've taken the time to uh, preach or teach or write on spiritual gifts have done so in clusters or categories. So we're using uh, the clusters. We're looking at love gifts, word gifts, and power gifts. So if you remember, we began with uh, the love gifts last week. Love gifts, um, they, are, they are those gifts that manifest the love of God in very practical supportive ways. We looked at gifts like helps and mercy and hospitality. Uh, and then word gifts, we open up a little bit with teaching and exhortation. They, uh, you can see, I clarify the nature and action and purposes of God. They're the gifts that God will use to communicate his word. We're going to finish those off today. And then power gifts, they demonstrate the living, active, immediate presence and reality of God. Okay, now they're all going to be word-based. They're all going to have power in them and they're all gonna be done in love and ought to be done in love. But these are just category names so that we can kind of get a sense. So like love gifts, we'll see, we'll see I mean, power gifts, we'll see three of them today. And you'll see how they, they kind of show you immediately the, the just he's here. So that's where we're going. So, okay, so, we, so here's what we're doing. We're gonna, do, we're gonna try to do seven again. I will do my best to speed through, but uh, really excited about teaching on all of them. We're gonna look at leadership, apostleship, shepherding, evangelism, and then three power gifts, faith, intercession, and discerning of spirits. Okay, you ready? Yes, let's go. Okay, spiritual gift of leadership. We just prayed, but like I did last week, I wanna pray before each gift. Uh, so I'm gonna do that right now. Jesus, I just ask right now that as we look at the spiritual gift of leadership, that Lord, those who have this would, would immediately feel this uh, just this, this dagger of joy would spring up in them. And I pray, Holy Spirit, in the things that I felt like you called me to challenge them with, you would do that and they would agree. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what we wanna deal with all the gifts is where are they in the Bible? We wanna stay as rooted as we can in scripture to see where these gifts are. We wanna learn as much as we can from scripture uh, so we can see sometimes where they're manifest through different people in the, in the scriptures. But the Bible doesn't give us clear definitions. It's not a theology book. It's showing us what has happened, who Jesus is, what he's done and what he's called the church to do. So we have to also look through church history to see how this gift has been manifest throughout church history. So we're gonna do that. Okay, so. Okay, spiritual gift of leadership, Romans 12. Where do we find this gift? We find it there. Romans 12, verse six, having gifts. Okay, so we have them that differ. They're different. According to the grace given to us, let us, what's our word? Use them. Okay, let's, you know, you guys, well, let's move into this a little faster. Let us what? Use them, we use them. Okay, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, and here it is, the one who leads with zeal. Okay, so the spiritual gift is given to both men and women to carry out vision. Uh, they motivate others to accomplish God's purpose for the future. It's a vision, future-orientated type of gift. The Greek word, it means to influence others so as to cause them to follow a recommended course of action. Okay, so, so this is a spirit-empowered capacity 
this is key, not for implementation or the how, but for direction. So, so, so this is about anticipation. This is a gift where, where when the Spirit's filling you, it's what and where. Like you will just have this profound joy in leading. You will feel most alive when people around you will confirm this, that when you come in the room, they're like, okay, the leaders here, we wanna follow. This is the vision for the night of the community group or a vision for a specific local church of how we're gonna get there. They just have this, this ability to know where we're going. Uh, they just come alive. One way you know you have this, the spirit will just spark tons of ideas for a preferred future or, or, or promises from scripture that you'll be like, this is something we need to take a risk on. Uh, people with this gift tend to be more bold. Uh, interesting, okay, lots of pastors uh, think they have this gift and they don't, they do. And pastors can make a real mess of the church and really frustrate everyone with the gift of administration because they're like, I know how to lead and they don't. Most pastors are shepherds. Okay, we're gonna talk about that spiritual gift in a second, but it's important I bring this up here because uh, let me show you the difference. A shepherd loves God's people, nurtures them by, and here's the key, walking among them. Like a shepherd walks among them, loves them. Okay, leadership certainly loves people, but they are someone who God uses to walk in front of sheep like to move them, to, to, to take a vision and, and move it. Now, another way you know you have this gift is people with this gift will stay up all night and be thinking about how to take the hill where God wants to lead this church and this ministry. People with shepherd gifts are up at night thinking about like so-and-so's marriage and who they need to text in the morning. And just, they, they have these shepherding care gifts. Okay, okay. Now, if this is you, two things I need to say. One, you'll know it you'll just know it. If you're like, I don't know if I have it, you don't. Because you'll just know it. You'll be like, I, I, ha I feel most fully alive. I feel closer to Jesus when I know where we're going. You just know where we're going and you haven't said anything. So let me say a few things to you pastorally. This is huge. You need incredible times of intimacy with the Father. Um, this is true of every spiritual gift, but this in particular this gift without character will and has killed churches. It will kill the church. If you have the spiritual gift of leadership, you will run over people. You'll just run them over if you don't have the character. And so it's really key if you have this spiritual gift that you have, and here's what I want you to pray about. If you have this gift, you need to ask the Holy Spirit how to ramp up in greater momentous ways, more time to spend enjoying Jesus, worshiping Jesus, listening to Jesus, repenting, because leaders need to hear. They need to hear. The Bible's command is that one who leads, leads with zeal. Now on Monday, this is a little risky, so whatever. Um, on Monday, I felt, as I was working on this in particular, that the Holy Spirit just impressed me to say, if you have this gift, two things. Number one, I want you to pray uh, where you need to be in leadership in this ministry. So you ask him where you need to be in leadership. And second, will you give me a vision for the shore? Okay, so I wanna pray about. Next, the gift of apostleship. Okay, so let me pray. Jesus, I just wanna ask right now that uh, you would really uh, reveal to us. I, as you know, I struggle with this one in particular, but just ask God, uh, you... If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. I just pray for wisdom as around as we teach on this spiritual gift and Holy Spirit, if this is a gift and there are some with this gift in this ministry, would you make that known? I just pray that we could get behind this gift that you've given to this person for an incredible purpose of expansion. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so... Um, let me show you where this gift is. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God has appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing. Now, what's interesting about this passage, and we'll get to it when we study it exegetically, is that you do have a sense of authority in, in, in the ruling gifts of the church, meaning the, the apostles um, are, are the ones who are planting the church, starting the church. They have apostolic authority. Then the prophets 
uh, right? Those who are speaking on behalf of God, teachers, and then miracles. There's almost like an order of like, so this is the debate, okay? So I haven't got there yet, so I haven't studied that yet. So I'll tell you, we'll get there together because we're just, you know, it's gonna be like a study, okay? But let me say a few things. Before we even get to understanding this as a gift, uh, we need to differentiate the office of apostle, okay? The office of apostle and the gift, they are not the same. What do you mean? The office of apostle, it doesn't exist anymore. It's biblically, it no longer is here. So that's capital A apostle. So let me explain what that is. A capital A apostle were those chosen by Jesus himself, saw him risen from death and were given apostolic authority to write scripture, which is universal for all people at all times. So we're talking about those who wrote the Bible, Paul, who Jesus appeared to and appointed as an apostle of Jesus Christ. When they died, the, the office of capital A apostle died, okay? The Pope is not biblical in its apostolic authority. This new apostolic movement isn't biblical. So what is this then? What is the spiritual gift of apostleship? So here's the other debate, okay? And I'm just gonna tell you all the debates because I love you and I'm your pastor. So when it comes to this particular spiritual gift, half of the people that we love and know and are studying who are, I think, theologically healthy um, would say, this is not a spiritual gift, but rather is a time of anointing for a specific purpose, meaning, you know, a church planner or pioneering new missions organizations, or maybe you're gonna go reach unreached people groups. The spirit for a season will anoint an individual just for a time to have this unique entrepreneurial type ability to gather people around, but it's not a spiritual gift. And the reason why they say it's not a spiritual gift is because if you were to gather like in a community group and someone's using the gifts of mercy and the gifts of like a prophetic word or maybe, but how does someone apostle someone else? So that's the debate, like go plant, like I don't, they, they don't know how that would work in a smaller community. I still don't know what I believe, but let me teach you it is what it is as a spiritual gift and how others have learned, studied as a spiritual gift, okay? Okay, cool, all right. Um, by the way, the reason why I would lean more to spiritual gift is I think Norm. So Norm Funk has a spiritual gift of apostleship. And what I mean by that is he's the kind of guy that when the Holy Spirit moves and bursts in him, he can gather all the church planners and pastors in a room, have a vision for them. And everyone goes, yeah, I'm in like everyone. He has an ability to plant a church and plant four churches out of that church within five years while starting a network. Like that's just a unique gift. And so those with this spiritual gift, here's how you know you might have it. You'll have a heart for global church. You will think bigger than this local church. Like you're the kind of person who's like, yeah, I love local church, but I think we need to be in Asia changing everything. You're just like, what? Like we need to save women from out of slavery and we're gonna do that here and I'm gonna do it now. Like you just have this, we're gonna start new things and you're such a gift to this ministry. Let me just say, like all the gifts you have, we need you. And my prayer this week as I was debating and asking, is this a gift or is it not? But I believe the Shore Church has a global missions that we're called to be a part of. And I don't know what that is yet. And there could be someone here that we need to come around you. And so we need to make Jesus known through you and you will build us up by unleashing more gifts, getting more people to come. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful gift or anointing, whatever you wanna say. Um, but if you have it, um, ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to use that gift. If that sparked something in you, like I'm serious. Yeah, okay. Okay, spiritual gift of shepherding. Let me pray. Jesus, right now, I, just, I know there are a few people in this church who have this spiritual gift and I can see their faces and I just pray you'd encourage them deeply. And those who have this gift, that I don't know, Lord, I just, I pray that you would give them not only just awareness of it, but that you, they would feel almost like you knitting them, sewing them to this church, that they're there to stay here, that they came to this sermon because you're calling them to be a shepherd in this ministry. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, where is this one? Ephesians 4, uh, verse 11. I'm gonna show you a few verses in Ephesians 4. And he gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Now notice, interesting, 
the same language Paul has been using through 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, for what purpose? For building up the body of Christ. Okay, interestingly, like three verses before this one in verse seven, he says, but grace gift was given to one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Everyone believes and agrees that Ephesians four is talking about spiritual gifts. Two verses later, you have gifts that are called to build up the body. So that's where we see this spiritual gift. So what is it? Here's one definition I've adapted. The shepherd gift is the special ability to exercise concern, and long-term personal care for members of a group so as to encourage them in their growth in Christ, which involves modeling maturity, protecting them from error and disseminating truth, okay? When, when the spirit is manifesting this gift for you through someone else, you will immediately around them feel the refuge of God. Like you will feel that you will feel like his protection you'll feel in profound ways like his counsel and his care. And you feel like something is nurturing your soul. Like those with this gift, you feel immediately loved. Here's what people with this gift will say to you all the time. Hey, let's journey. Like they just want to journey because they're about long-term care. They want to see you growing. They want to see you maturing. Um, and they want to see you loving, loved forever. Men and women who have this gift, they're immediately when you meet with them, and here's how you know you have this gift. People always want to meet with you, by the way, for counsel. Because you listen, but, but specifically women, but I've seen great men do this as well. Uh, they, they're immediately comforting. Like you're just like, I don't even know my problems anymore. I don't actually don't feel like I have problems. Because the spirit just oozes out of, of them this gift, okay? Uh, others will say, when I met with you, I felt like this was home. I, 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 I promise I wouldn't name names, but if t- people with a spiritual gift, they, they will come up to me and they'll say this, hey, James, we need a church directory so that I can memorize everyone's name, know their faces, and I can make sure they're all loved and cared for. Like, I'm like, okay, here you go, shepherd. This is for you. Uh, you know, okay. So interesting though, uh, people with this gift, think they have the gift of hospitality and they don't, they don't. Cause here's why though, they think they have this gift, but because they love bringing people together. People who are like a shepherd wants to make sure all the sheep are there. One's gone. We're leaving the 99, you to watch them. I'm going. Cause they want everyone together, but the gift of hospitality or helps is a practical gift. So you'll get profound spiritual joy, not only prepping a meal, you'll get serving it and you'll love being behind the scenes and cleaning up and the whole day you'll be filled with the spirit. Shepherding gifts don't even clean their homes. You walk in, you're like, I thought you were having people over. I am. They won't clean their home. They won't even, t- they, if you're like, hey, do you guys have any muffins? Yeah, there's flour, sugar in the car. Just grab it. You can make one. Because they want, they, here's the thing about shepherd. They want you to feel like this is your home. Right, so they won't even clean. And all the gifts of people of helps are like, okay, we clean after because this is killing me. And if you have a shepherding gift, you have to let those with hospitality get, but you, but okay, um, you just, you deeply care. Now, again, we've been saying this, but all, all of us need to have this heart and are called to love in this way. But, but people with this gift, it's deep. Like they carry and care deeply. So if this is you, let me pastor you a little. What can happen if you have this gift and you're not, you don't have the character and, and um, relational communion with the Father while you're serving? What you'll do is you'll carry the weight of responsibility too heavy on you. And what'll happen is if someone leaves or, or doesn't, you don't feel like they were connecting, you will, you will, you will carry that too hard on yourself. And, and shepherds in really are honestly, most of the time, they're, they're the most disappointed because they care so much that someone is growing in their faith, connecting, they got the scripture that they wanted to bring to that person. And so you feel discouraged. And here's, here's what I need to say to you as a pastor, what you'll believe is that God is either not present or he's not working through you. And that's not true that's when you're trusting more in you than in the gift. And you need to just release that to the spirit because he loves how you have his heart to love his sheep. 
just make sure you're loving them. And here's the key to him, the chief shepherd. Our hope and joy is not to get people to rely on us as their shepherd, but to go look how great the chief shepherd is. Okay. Let me say this. If that's you, we desperately need you. Like, like if the shore church is going to grow and God has more for us, the only way that we're going to do that well and healthy is if the, those with the spiritual gift of shepherding are there to connect and care for people. And so here's my ask. If that's you, you can do it right now. But would you ask the Holy Spirit every Sunday, like every Sunday, if this is you to use this gift? Like, will you use this gift if this is from you? Okay, so if you have that gift, I'm excited to see. Okay, spiritual gift of evangelism. Okay, let me pray. Uh, Jesus, right now, I just, I thank you that, that uh, again, faces are coming to mind and I just know that you have given gifts of evangelism uh, to our body. And I pray that Lord, those who have this gift would, would feel just your pleasure and a new kind of fire to fan into flames, this gift that you've given them. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, really important before we get to the, the scripture that I repeat this, okay? So whatever is not a spiritual gift is a discipline. It's a spiritual discipline. So we're all of us are called to share the gospel. Every one of us is to make disciples of all nations. When Jesus said that to his disciples, he was saying that to the church, every church, every one of us is a missionary where God's placed you and is called to speak, know how to speak, grow in apologetics and whatever, whatever the issues are around the people around you, you're called to share and show Christ, engage the lost because the spirit is the one who opens people's hearts. It's not a gift. It's not you. It's the Lord. So let me give you a verse, Acts 16, 14. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Salvation is something God gives. He changes people. He spiritually makes them alive. Okay. And this is the front end of our mission. We exist to make Jesus known. And so all of us are called to be and do the work of an evangelist. But, okay, some just with greater frequency and power love when they sit on an airplane next to someone who, who that person can't leave for like two hours, right? <laughs> People with this spiritual gift are like, this is why I brought my Bible. They open the tray, boom. And everyone's like, all right, he's, he's doing it, right? You know, like if you're with them, you're like, okay, duel's on it. Let's just pray for duel. Jesus, duel. So evangel like you just want to share Christ. Okay, if this is you, you feel the presence of Jesus most when you're reading how to evangelize. Like you're just like, we're doing it. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. Apologetics lights you up. Um, the Holy Spirit has gifted certain believers with this unique ability to present the gospel to unbelievers in a relevant and compelling way. Great preachers oftentimes will have a combination of gifts, uh, but a great example would be Mark Clark has a spiritual gift of evangelism and teaching. Guys like Tim Keller have this spiritual gift of and teaching. Now we're all called to be like, you know, if you're not a Christian, please become a Christian and here's how we wanna share the gospel in a relevant way. But some just do it with greater power, frequency and relevance and it's the spirit, right? It's the spirit. Okay, so everything's the spirit, but you know what I'm saying. We're talking about gifts. This is what the series we're in. Okay, Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, here it is, the evangelists to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Again, Ephesians 4 is in the context of spiritual gifts. The Greek word for evangelist means one who brings good news. So you'll know this is you. I don't be like, is this you? You'll be like, this is me. Um, like, here's, here's how you know it's you, okay? A bad week for you. Like, you're having a bad, you're having a bad week? What's, what's wrong? Oh, man, like, I, I was, I, was I, I, I wanted to share my face seven times, but I only got to share it four times. You're like, that's a bad, you shared your faith four times this week? Yeah, it's rough. That's how you know, okay? Um, here's the difference between an evangelist and a shepherd. Sometimes it'll help for us to do this. The evangelist will feel their highest point in their life is when someone gets saved. Like they'll just be like, woo, they'll be like flipping tables and they'll come into, they'll come into a shepherd's office or like call and they'll be like, you got this, you know, this person we were praying, they became a Christian, they gave their life to Jesus. And the shepherd will be like, who's discipling them? 
And you'll be like, who cares? They got saved. Like, you'll just be freaking out. Okay, really critical. If this is you, oh man, the Bible is calling you to light a fire and equip God's people for this work. Like you will build us up by being this, but by sharing your faith, by coming alive uh, and, and reaching the lost. Like you will just, you will, people will tell you when they get around you, you just, they feel more excited to share their faith. When the spirit's using this gift, all fear is gone. Like you'll, you'll just have a fire, like you'll know. Like you'll be in that conversation and it'll almost be like the matrix. You'll see how this is gonna go. It's a great gift. And so my prayer, and I wanna ask you right now that you would ask the Holy Spirit to reawaken and release this gift with more power and frequency. And I wanna tell stories if you have this spiritual gift. Like I'd like, to, I'd like for you to come up here and be like, this is how the Spirit manifests this gift through me. Three people became Christians. I shared my face eight times, eight times. What? Okay, anyways. You guys good? Okay, we have, to, well, I have, I have lots of time. Okay, uh, spiritual gift of faith. So now we're, that, those are the word gifts. We're gonna move into the power gifts that we're gonna begin today. And the way I've broken this up is next week, we're gonna talk about the power gifts that are revelatory. What I mean by that is that the spirit will reveal something to someone in a way that they would otherwise not know or to build someone up, we'll give them a picture, but they're revelatory gifts in that, in that 1 Corinthians 14, 12 says, if anyone's been given a revelation. So we're gonna talk about how does God speak to us today? We're gonna answer questions like, if we have the inerrant word of God, how are we, how are we supposed to understand a revelatory gift? Like, is it authoritative for all people at all times? Like, how do we understand revelatory gifts and the power gifts? We're gonna do that, we're gonna do that next week. So this week, I'm gonna talk about power gifts and how, why they're power gifts. Um, okay, all right. So you're like, how come we haven't talked about this gift? We will. First, this gift personally to me is as, as oxygen giving as encouragement. And that's the spiritual gift of faith. Spiritual gift of faith. Now, um, I believe there's, there is, many of you have this gift and you don't even know it. So I wanna ask the Holy Spirit would just in a miraculous way go, this, this is a gift that you've been given for others, okay? Let's pray. Jesus, I just, <clears throat> right now, I just wanna ask that you, oh Lord, would, would just reveal, like I, you love faith. All of us are called, like your word says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And this is such a sweet gift to your heart. And it's a gift that we so need in the local church. It's a gift that every believer, like all these gifts need. And so Lord, I pray, Lord, if there's just this, this time where those who have this gift and maybe didn't even know that was a spiritual gift would be revealed. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd show them even this week where to use it and how to unleash it for your glory so others are built up and can trust you with greater depth. In Jesus' name, amen. Such a cool gift. First Corinthians 12, nine. For to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom, and to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. Okay, that's next week. To another, faith by the same spirit. Faith in, in this word faith in Greek just means a strong, confident trust. I would almost move this into a love gift because of how it's used. Um, it's not used practically, but it's, it oozes the way, maybe in a word gift, it oozes the way encouragement would. Um, meaning people with this gift, you, you bring, you don't see this, but everyone around you does you bring life and energy and oxygen into a room. Like you will just have this, you'll be, almost be really confident all the time in God. And you don't even, but you don't look proudful. You're just like, God's gonna do it. So let me explain this gift. Here's one definition I found helpful. The gift of faith is a spirit given ability to see something, it'll be up here, to see something that God wants done and to sustain unwavering confidence that God will do it regardless of seemingly insurmountable 
obstacles. D.A. Carson writes, this is a special faith that enables a believer to trust God to bring about certain things for which he or she cannot claim some divine promise recorded in scripture or some state of affairs grounded in the very structure of the gospel. That's a great definition. So the spirit will use this gift in incredible timing where you will be not trusting a church will be going through a season, whether they're discerning a vision or doing something together in a group. And this person will supernaturally know almost as if God has spoken to them, which is why it's a power gift that God is going to do this, that he, yup, this is going to happen. And they will almost in a, in a powerful way, when they talk, bring God's faith into the room where everyone, when they're done speaking goes, like God just told us he's gonna do this. Like the spiritual gift of faith is needed one-on-one. -on -one. It's needed corporately. Um, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. So when we're skeptical or doubtful, it's, I, I know this is gonna happen. And then here's how you know this, you have this gift, because this is a little harder to discern. Some of the power gifts can be, is you wanna connect the dots, meaning if you're the kind of person who's regularly in a pattern of your life just had unusual belief, like a, a desire to accept God's promises at face value, to apply them to a situation where, where you have faith until God comes through, that's a spiritual gift. You, listen, you of everyone in the room will just immediately know, yep, this is God's will. You're the person who's in the room while you're praying. Everyone's praying. You're also there. They're like, God, you could. You're thinking when? Like you're thinking not, not could. You know you have this gift when like a miracle happens or an answer to prayer happens. And everyone's like, wow, I can't believe it. And you're like, oh, no, of course. It, of course. Like, don't you know God? Like you should read this book. And they just have this profound faith. You, you just believe and envision what needs to be done even though it seems impossible, okay? How many of you, because you, usually the, you're so humble, but you're just like, yeah, I have that gift. Like you just have a confidence in God. God's gonna move. You do, I know you have it. So here's my ask, please, please, please. Every time you gather here or with others, this is gonna, this is gonna push you out of your comfort zone, okay? I want you to get a little charismatic because it's a revelatory gift in a sense, it's a power gift. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to use this gift of faith and specifically ask him who needs, who's doubting right now? Who's, who needs an assurance of this is gonna happen? And as a church, as a church grows, like, you know, if all of a sudden two people with the spiritual gift of leadership go, I think this is our vision, we'll need you desperately. I've seen this gift multiple times in my life where I've been so down and discouraged and I've, I've asked the Holy Spirit, I actually asked the Holy Spirit, will you send someone with the gift of faith? And he did the next day. And it was, it was in a situation I didn't know what to do and I couldn't handle it. And this girl who had the spiritual gift of faith um, prayed in the gathering, Holy Spirit, will you show me how to use my gift of faith? And he told her, go talk to this other girl. And it, it was just, it was incredible. Okay. Spiritual gift of intercession or prayer. Okay, let me pray. Uh, we're slowly running out of time, but you guys are fine. Let me pray. Jesus, I just ask right now that those who have this spiritual gift, would you, would you show them, would you light it up even more? And I know that they will know they have this gift and we're excited to see this gift come alive. And Lord, I'm, I, I love the picture that Jesus, you're the head and we are made up of many parts and we cannot say to one another, we don't need you because you've created us to be interdependent. And I thank you that this is such a sweet, powerful gift. And I pray that those who have it would feel encouraged by your presence in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, interesting. This spiritual gift is not listed 
in any of the gifts lists in the New Testament. So it's okay if you're like, I don't think it's a spiritual gift. I think it's just given to some people. But let me explain what many believe is this gift. So here it is. The gift of intercession is the special ability that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to pray for extended periods of time on a regular basis and see frequent and specific answers to their prayers to a degree much greater than that which is expected of the average Christian. Um, so you'll see with this gift, God uses them with greater frequency and power where they will feel strengthened and profound joy in prayer. Like they can pray for hours and days for certain things. They won't stop praying. They intercede. They take things home with them. Anna, when Josh preached at Christmas time in Luke 2, Here's an example. I think Jesus never, Jesus, she, sorry, never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Night and day, just praying. Oftentimes people with intercession are already praying, okay? So for example, you'll go up to them because they're like prayer warriors and you'll go, hey, can you pray? They're like, I already got it. I already know what you're praying for. <laughs> Thank you. Can you pray for me right now? Yes. Okay, pray. So here's what, here's, if you have this gift, here's how I think it manifests sometimes. The spirit will just tell you when to pray. So you could be having like a dinner party and maybe you're having a community group and all of a sudden you'll be cleaning a dish and you'll be like, and everyone's like, are you okay? We need to pray. And they're like, why? They're like, I don't know. The spirit just told me to pray. We gotta pray for this person right now. Everyone let's pray. And then they start praying. And you're like, okay, we're praying now. And, and they just intercede. Now, if this is you, um, you're just devoted to prayer. You, you, you will know that this is you because you will, you'll have this weight until you've prayed it away, meaning you'll, the Spirit will either give you someone's name, a person, or a mission, or something, and you will need to pray. You'll just be always praying. Um, let me say this. If you have this gift, you are so vital to this ministry, and I would actually like to ask you to join our prayer team before this, we have a prayer team that actually meets before the service up there. And we have a prayer team that meets here. And here's why you will take those prayers home. And so if you just, if you know, like I, I, I have this, I just have this profound joy in praying and lifting up others. Will you be a part of that team? Cause you will bring the kingdom of God in greater ways. There's three of you right now that I know you have this gift. Let me say this pastorally, People with this gift will, will get attacked right after they're done praying because you have just ushered in the kingdom of God in powerful ways and Satan will begin lying to you. He will distract you. He will put thoughts that are not your thoughts in your mind and it, they will be as scary as you need to jump off a bridge. Like you will get attacked after a period of prayer. If that's you and that's happening to you, what you need to do is you need to to have someone that can pray for you when you're done. And as soon as you know you're done praying for something or someone and the Spirit's really anointed that prayer, call them and say, will you pray for me and cover me, okay? If that's you. Last, the spiritual gift of discernment of spirits. Let me pray. Jesus, I just ask right now, knowing there may be other spirits in this room that you would Keep them from influencing, attacking, lying, or speaking as we talk about this gift and Holy Spirit. Those who have this gift, I pray for your protection and your wisdom and your discernment. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so this gift, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. To another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy. Notice where this is. This is in the power gifts, like the gifts next to it. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. Okay, really important. This word distinguish in the Greek means discern or evaluate. So this is an ability that the Holy Spirit will give or reveal insight to you of what's really happening. So you'll, you'll almost get like the Spirit will give you a behind the scenes into someone's motive or into someone's tactic or if, if uh, there are other spirits present or evil is at work in a spiritual experience, okay? Nicole Funk, Norm's wife, in her precept study writes this, those who have this gift are able to discern whether or not a problem in someone's life is demonic or merely the consequence of other emotional or psychological factors or perhaps a complex combination of both. I love this. John Thompson in his 
book describes persons with discernment as being really key, ready? The spiritual eyes of the church. They simply see or sense what others around them don't. Now, again, we are all called to discerning. Every Christian has discernment because every Christian has a Bible. Okay, really, really key. You, we can all discern. The Spirit can show us things all the time like that. But let me give you a great verse that I love, 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 love. Acts 17 says this. Paul and Barnabas, they come to uh, Berea and they teach. And here's what we read. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So all are called and can discern. All are called in 1 John 4, 10 to discern the spirits to see whether they're from God. But this, this spiritual gift is a, a greater degree where you could be in a meeting and everyone's going, oh, this person's amazing. And the person with spiritual gift of discernment will go, no, they're not. Like they'll just know and they will be right. Others who have this spiritual gift, okay, if you can, if you can imagine arrows, well, here's some kind of arrows. So spiritual gifts is most people with this gift can discern what's behind the scene in a person's motive or heart. Other people who have a spiritual gift have a vertical awareness. So you might know, for example, uh, like if God is more present in a room. Now, God's always ultimately wholly present, but there are times when the Holy Spirit might be working in a certain like community group night or situation and you go, God was here. And everyone else is like, yeah, I just felt like the other night. But you're like, no, 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 like something was here. Uh, other people who have this spiritual gift of discernment know when demons are present. They know when evil's in the room. Uh, and they know while even praying for someone, if, if what's going on in their life is demonic, some with this gift even know why. Okay, so every, if you have this gift, you, you're like, I hate it. Yes, but you're amazing. So here's what I want to say. Well, let me show you actually one spot. Acts 5, but a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and his wife, it's not, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? So there's the discerning of motive and source. You wanted the image, the reputation, whatever it is, the benefit of wanting to be all in for Jesus, but the motive was also spiritually influenced. Those with this gifts are given the ability to help the church, listen, this is really key, see where the wrestle is. What do you mean? We don't believe as Christians that a, a believer can be um, possessed in an ownership way, but we believe that demons can influence, aggravate, um, torment, certainly. Okay, Ephesians 6, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that, me, that, that you may, able to, may be able to withstand in the evil day. So here, here's, if you have this gift, the way you build up others is God is calling you to love this church by seeing those whose hearts, A, aren't pure, to warn, to strengthen others also by showing them the present power of Jesus. When you come to someone and say, Jesus wants to heal you, Jesus loves you, Jesus showed me that what some, something in your life is demonic, you, we need to pray about doing something about that. That is a common good, that is building you up. I met with one girl on Monday, uh, Amy, you might know her, uh, who has this gift. When I was listening to how God's used her to strengthen others, used her to cast out false spirits with great humility in the word. Uh, it, 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 I, here's why I was excited. It was evidence in this spiritual gift that the kingdom of God is breaking in the way when Jesus entered and hit the ground, the demons went crazy. God will reveal someone to this gift so that this person can be set free. Because if we're called to be a place of healing, you can bet on the North Shore there's a lot of strongholds that are not just flesh and blood. And this is the kind of gift that we really, really need. Pastorally, let me say this and then we'll close. If you have this gift and God reveals something to you, the response should not be to act, but to ask. Ask. 
So if this is a spiritual gift you have, is to ask. Ask this. So if you sense there's a demonic presence in this space, or I've, someone's talking to you and you just know, like, you know, maybe this person's coming from an occult background and you know there might be some influence there. You just know it. If you have this gift, you'll know it. If you're not, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I, you don't. You'll know. If you have this gift, you'll know people's motives. You'll discern. You'll know. Um, the second thing to do is, is remember that when you ask him, he might not say anything. Because here's the key. Jesus didn't cast out every demon. He only did as the Father was telling him. So you need to ask, Holy Spirit, do you want me to do anything about this? And if he says yes, you need to be prayerfully getting more people around who have this gift and, and others in, maybe in your community group, and you need to confront and cast out a spirit. Okay, cool. That's it. Done. We did the spiritual gift. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, if, if, if the Holy Spirit showed you or stirred in you, or even someone like tapped you that you have one of these seven gifts that, that, that you just, and here's another way, you know, you will get profound joy. You will feel most fulfilled as a Christian. People around you will get excited about leading when they're around you. If you have the gift of leadership, like they'll just go after spending time with you. Like, I just want to organize my whole family and life. And here's where we're going. 10 steps to you. you if you have that gift, will you stand? If you have the gift of leadership. Okay, gift of leadership. If you have the gift of apostleship and you're like, I think something's bigger than me, uh, will you stand? If you have the gift of shepherding, you love pastoring people, will you stand? Okay, you gotta stand. Everyone take a risk, okay? We're risking it here. Stand if you have these gifts. If you have the gift of evangelism or the spiritual gift of faith or intercession or discerning of spirits, will you stand? Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Thank you, I really appreciate that, thank you. Yeah, praise God, this is exciting. All 21 gifts are here at the Shore Church, so thank you. Now, here's, if this is you, you, I want you to pray two things. Number one, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the character for this gift. That's a, that's a big prayer. Will you give me the character for this gift? And then number two, I want you to ask or, or say to him, I, I surrender this to you. Because in some of these gifts, we may not want to use them. But God wants to use these gifts. And so I want you to pray for surrender. Jordan and the band, you guys can come on up. Um, and then those who are not standing, there's enough of you not standing, and praise God, I want all of you, can't sit in your seat, I want you all find someone, get around them, and you're gonna pray for them. We're gonna pray for one another this morning. Um, and so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do ministry. I want you to pray. I want you to pray two things. Number one, that the Holy Spirit would unleash this gift through them. Uh, and maybe if you want, just ask them, hey, what gifts did you identify with? And and we're just gonna spend about two to three minutes and then Jordan will lead us in a response time praying for them. The second thing I want you to pray is whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to pray, okay? So I want you to ask him before you start to pray for someone, what do you want me to pray for them? And then pray that.